Hey everyone, welcome to the Voice of Social Sales. I'm your host, Chelsea Pites. Today, I'm going really meta because I want to talk about how to set up your first podcast on an actual podcast. Don't worry, I am going to be leaving in the show notes all of the items that I talk about. I am planning on doing a YouTube video as well, so you have something a little bit more visual to go off of, but I think that you will get the gist as we verbally talk about how to publish your own podcast. If you have been thinking about creating content, voice content for a while, now is the time to start. I read a staggering statistic and it said that 80% of people who listen to podcasts listen to the entire episode, which is super, super important because as a content creator, as somebody who is pushing their brand out into the world, there is very little content that every person reads or looks at or watches or listens to 100%. But I believe the reason that people are listening to podcasts is that because it's passive. Clearly, you are probably doing something else right now. You could be driving, you could be cleaning your house, you could be working out, who knows? But you can do other things while you are listening to a podcast. So let's dive into how to get started with your first podcast. Okay, the first thing that you're going to need to think about is the actual equipment. Now, when I started this podcast, I just used my phone. I used the voice notes recorder on my phone, and I didn't even use headset or headphones with the microphone. I just, you know, went for it because I figured, you know what, if I wait around to get all the stuff and figure out how to edit and do all that jazz, I'll just never get it done. And yes, I knew it wasn't going to be amazing quality. And sometimes I even did podcasts when I was driving in the car because I had something I really wanted to say. And I believe that the content was more important than the actual high quality production level. But as a podcaster now, I understand the importance of having the right equipment. And the first thing that you need to start with is, of course, the microphone. And what I'm using is the Blue Yeti microphone. And it is kind of pricey, but if you think about it, it lasts for a really long time. And there are some other options that you can definitely find on Amazon. This one is about $130. Sometimes you can get it for 80 to 90 bucks. And it's a really cool looking kind of mic. It's this big, like it makes you feel like you're really a podcaster. I will say that if you purchase this mic, you need to watch a video online of how to use it because the shape of this mic, you kind of just want to talk right into like the top of it, sort of like a, a handheld mic. But this is a mic that is designed to go straight up and down. So please, if you buy this mic, invest the five minutes it takes to find a video on how to best use your Blue Yeti mic. The next thing that you can look at is the Blue Snowball. And that one's a little bit cheaper. It's a little bit like it looks just sort of like a snowball. It's like a circle. And I just love the Blue Blue Yeti. Most people are using that. Uh, so I'd highly recommend it. Not sponsored. The next thing you're going to need to do is figure out some recording software because you may want to do interviews. If you don't want to do interviews, then you never have to worry about this. But if you do want to interview people, and most podcasters do, you need to think about how are you going to capture that interview. Now, I like to use something called Zoom.us. It is free. You can also do the paid version. I'm doing the paid business version, and I believe it's $10 or $12 a month that goes up from there. And they have cloud recording, and you can also record locally on your computer computer. What I like about Zoom is that it's really easy to use. You don't have to download and install something. Somebody can just easily click a link and there you are on video or you can have it without video. I like having the video because then I have two pieces of content, a recorded video and also the audio, which then is automatically stripped out and they give you two files, a video and an audio. 
and you can use them for two different ways of repurposing content. So I definitely recommend zoom.us. I believe it uh, might be 12 to 14.99 a month. There's a bunch of different plans on there as well. Honorable mention for you on a couple of ways that you can also podcast is you could use Skype, which a lot of people are familiar with, but I don't love it as much because I, I for me, um, sometimes it's hard to find people. You have to have an account. A lot of times you have to download and install it. Zoom is great because you don't have to do any of that. So you can use uh, Skype. There's also a bunch that you can Google online, and there's a ton of, of services that you can use for your podcasting. Now you want to look at the accessories for the equipment because these are not like must-haves, but these are nice to have. So you've got your mic. You figured out your software you're going to use if you're going to interview. Then you need something that's called a windscreen or a pop filter. Now what that does is it attaches to your actual microphone and it just softens the the letters that you know the the pop sound with the p's and the s's and all of that so it kind of just brings that sound down just a little bit makes it sound a bit more professional doesn't you know really make the volume go up when you're saying those hard p's and s's and t's also it protects your mic because as you're talking believe it or not saliva is coming out of your mouth and going onto the mic and that's very corrosive so if you do want to take care of your products and have them last for a long time definitely recommend investing in that and it's also going to be really important for your listeners because bad audio is something that people will not tolerate. A lot of people will tolerate bad video, but definitely not bad audio. You can find those for as low as I think seven or eight dollars on Amazon. Uh, no particular brand that I like. I just went to Amazon and searched uh, pop filter or windscreen and saw some that attach. They have like a little movable shapeable arm that you can move and, and bend across over your microphone. So that's a really good idea. I think that's sort of a must have personally. The next thing that you could look at is what's called a swing arm. Now, if you've seen like the radio DJs and like super duper, you know, professional podcasters, they might have this stand that's sort of a, an arm that's attached to their desk and they sort of just move it around and kind of hangs the microphone, hangs down in front of them. Now, I don't have that fancy setup yet, but a lot of people really, really love that kind of setup for podcasting. That's called a swing arm. And you can find those pretty cheap too. Uh, 12 bucks and up probably want something that's maybe 25 to 30 bucks, but you want something that's going to be able to last and hold the microphone. But you can Google that on Google. You can search that on Amazon as well. Then if you are going to do that, if you are going to have an arm that kind of swings above you and you've got the mic hanging from it, you might want to look into something that's called a shock mount. Now, what that does is if you have this arm that's on your desk, it's going to um, it's going to soften and take away any of that vibration. If you like bump into the desk or you're moving the arm, it just takes away that vibration or the sounds that could be picked up by the mic if you're using that. So that's really what that is for. Now, uh, I know you can't see what I'm using right now, but I am in a room with all tile. And if you have a room with all tile or wood floors and you're doing podcasting and you don't have any soundproofing, you know how echoey, echoey, echoey it sounds when you are picking up everything because you have a quality mic. So what I did is I went to Amazon and I think I actually searched um, soundproof, soundproof and podcast. And what I found was this handy dandy uh, like little mini, it's got like the little egg crate guys. It looks like this professional little uh, 
uh, desktop version of soundproofing. And I just literally pull it out and I put it on top of my desk. It has these um, screws so that you can make it wider or smaller. And I just stick my mic in there and away I go. So it saves me from having to build an entire studio or put egg crate all over my walls. That one was kind of more pricey. That was like $65, but I will tell you it was totally worth it for me and it should probably last pretty much forever. Uh, you can find that by searching a sound shield on Amazon. And the one that I bought, again, I think was about $65. Um, last but not least, you can get some headphones. I personally don't like the way I hear myself in headphones, so I don't like to use them. Uh, you could use the earbuds, AirPods. You could get the ones that are sort of like the bows, like the, the beats that have sort of the big ear covers. Or you could just use the ones that come with your iPhone and it has like the microphone in it. I personally don't love it. Uh, this, it just, I don't know. I can't, it's like I can't hear myself. So some people swear by it. I, on the other hand, don't really love it. Now, that's really the main equipment that you're going to need to set up your podcast. The next piece that you're going to need to look at is some editing software. And I'll be totally honest, when I made my podcast and my YouTube videos, I was like one and done. I learned how to cut off the front and cut off the end. And that was about it because I don't like editing. So I just don't edit. You could always outsource this too. I have a lot of friends who are great podcasters who have found somebody they have outsourced this to and it has made their life so much easier. But if you're on a budget, if you like editing, if you like software, if you just want to learn some new skill, here's what I would recommend. There's three main things that I would recommend for you. One, if you're a Mac user, we already have a built-in app called GarageBand, and that is what I'm using to not only record this podcast into, but to do some very basic editing. Now, you can YouTube all of the how-tos on GarageBand. In fact, I'm sure you have probably heard of the one, the only Mr. Pat Flynn. He has the best videos on how to edit, set up your podcast, all of the above. He's like the podcast guru. So definitely hop on over to YouTube and check out Pat Flynn's series on setting up your podcast and how to edit. He has, I think, about a seven-minute video on how to use GarageBand. It's brilliant. It's easy. And honestly, I only needed to figure out how to cut things, you know, at the beginning, at the end. I'm not adding in intros. I'm not creating music. But if you want to do that, he will teach you how to do it as well. Now, if you don't have a Mac, you can use something called audacity.com, just like the word audacity. I can't believe the audacity of him. It's audacity.com and or, uh, I hope I'm saying this right, Ocean Audio, O-C-E-N, O-C-E-N audio.com. They're both free, easy to use online editors. You do have to download uh, to your computer the app there, and then you can go uh, from there. But it seems as though both of those are easy to use. And again, you can teach yourself pretty much all of the editing on YouTube. Now, once you've edited your podcast and you've actually got it recorded, then you've got to put it somewhere. So before you set up your host, which I'm going to talk about in just a moment, you need to be thinking about a couple of things. Number one, What's your logo? What's your artwork going to look like? Because yeah, you need one of those, right? And I, I was starting out my podcast and I was like, oh yeah, I've got the name and I know what I'm going to talk about. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Every place I go, it's requiring me to upload artwork. And so think about that before you begin. Now I went to Fiverr.com, F-I-V-E-R-R, two R's, Fiverr.com. And I think I paid 25 bucks for somebody to create a logo and uh, just said, you know, what colors I liked, sent over a couple of, you know, examples and the name and away we went. So also, if you want to do this on your own, if you use canva.com, there actually is a logo section. There's a logo template. 
So if you're in a pinch and you need something right away or you're really great at graphic design, certainly check that out and uh, create your your logo. You're going to need to make it uh, 1400 by 1400 for the sizing. It can go up to 3000 by 3000. So uh, again, I used Fiverr. You can use canva.com if you are creatively inclined. So now what you need to think about is do you want an intro or an outro? For mine, as you can tell, I do not have either. I just like to get right into the nitty gritty. And quite frankly, I don't really want to learn how to edit an intro in. Is it hard? No, I just haven't taken the time to learn it yet. It's actually pretty easy from what I can tell. But I just choose not to have an intro or an outro. If you would like one, what I recommend is if you do not want to make it or you want something kind of cool and flashy with some clips or with music or with a cool voice, you know, like a cool radio type of voice, you can go to fiverr.com as well. And all you have to do is search podcast intro outro, probably 25 plus bucks over there to get that. They send you a file and then you're able to edit that file that audio track right into your podcast. Okay, so now we have to talk about selecting a host because we got to publish the podcast. So where do we put it? Now, I want you to think of a host as kind of like YouTube. If you have a YouTube channel or want a YouTube channel, you've got to make the channel and then you make the video and then you upload the video to the channel. That is the host. In this example, YouTube is the host. So in order for you to get your podcast somewhere where people will be able to listen to it, you need to set up an account with a host. Now, I personally use buzzsprout.com. Again, not sponsored. I think it's really easy. I love them. I like how they make it so that I can syndicate or send out my podcast to all the major podcast players. They have a section on there called directories where you can set up every uh, account with everything like Stitcher and iTunes and Google Play and all that stuff. And if I can figure it out on my first try, you can figure it out on your first try. So I do recommend the paid version because if you want to save your stuff forever, you need to do the paid version of Buzzsprout. If you don't care and it disappears in 30 days or 60 days, whatever the length is, then that's fine. But it's about 12 to $24 a month. So that's Buzzsprout. Another one that a lot of people use is Libsyn. Now it has kind of a funny spelling. So I'm going to spell it here. It's L-I-B-S-Y-N. L-I-B as in boy, S-Y-N as in Nancy. And that's been around for a long, long time. Many, many, many people use it. I have not really uh, personally used it as much, but I did set up an account to kind of check it out. And um, that will range from uh, storage ranges that you can get monthly could range between 50 megabytes and 1500. So uh, it's about five to $75 a month, depending on the package that you pick. And then there's a ton of other ones. Um, but those are really probably, you know, two of the, the most that I've heard of and that I've personally engaged with. You could Google, you know, podcast hosts, and you'll find a ton of them. So take a look around and see what's going to suit your needs and your budget. Now, as far as an honorable mention, I do want to talk about an app called Anchor. That is a really easy to use app that you can get started in podcasting. And the cool thing is, is you can share it to your social sites. You can also easily invite people to do an interview with you directly through the mobile device. And it's a great way to get started totally for free. So you might want to check out Anchor, just like a a ship and an anchor. It's spelled just like that, the Anchor app. So Now we have the equipment. Now we know what to do. Now let's talk about some best practices. 
Now that you know what goes into the behind the scenes of making a podcast, let me just tell you really quickly a very simple process of what it's going to look like when you create your first podcast. You're going to set up your mic and you're going to plug it in with the USB port into your computer. You're going to open up GarageBand or whatever else you've decided to use and you're going to begin recording. And then once you record it, you can edit the episode as needed. Then you're going to export that file, the audio file, up into your host. In the example I gave earlier, it was Buzzsprout or Libsyn. And then you're going to go ahead and complete the show notes. I'm going to talk about show notes in just a moment, but there's going to be a a place for you to write a description for every show that you publish. Then you're going to go ahead and schedule out your publishing to your heart's desire, and then you market it on social media. You've got to market your marketing, right? Got to let people know where to find you. That's essentially how the process works. So here's a couple of pro tips when you're starting your podcast. Obviously, you want to make sure you turn off all your phones, computer sounds, make sure that there's no loud planes or traffic going by. Sounds are really important. Also, you might want to try standing. Standing is going to give you more energy, your voice more energy. However, you want to be careful that you don't move around too much because you want to stay sort of like right in front of your microphone. And depending on how close you are, you don't want to be going back and forth and moving distances or moving things around because it will pick up sounds of paper and you moving and if you're stepping. But that is a tip that you could implement to change the tonality and the energy in your voice. All right. So... I also want to mention that when you're starting, you have to kind of watch the mic. And I'm looking at mine in my garage band right now, and there's sort of a level that shows you if you're kind of in the the good range, the safe range, if you kind of, they go by color. So if you're green, you're good. If you're yellow, it's kind of, it's still good, but you're getting into it. If you're red and you're shooting up there, it's going to be way too loud. So you kind of have to watch that while you're doing it. Now let's talk about selecting a title for your podcast, right? And I'm not talking about the episode titles, although that really is important, just like in YouTube. But a title for your podcast is something that's really hard, right? It's kind of like making the title of your book. It's important, but it's hard to come up with. So bounce it around with friends, ask people for their ideas. And what I want you to think about is if you're going to niche down really specifically, you really need to think about, is this something that I'm going to be able to talk about forever? Is it going to be a niche that I'm going to be involved with forever? So for example, if you want to talk about mechanic stuff and you may one day not be a mechanic, that may not be one name that you want to include. So for example, even though my niche industry is real estate, I decided to call mine the voice of social sales because my focus, even though it's just in the real estate industry, is social sales. It opens up to a little bit more of an audience that way. So think about that. Um, also, you want to think about if you're going to be saying it to people, is it easy to spell? Is it understandable? Are people going to get it? So think about your current brand and what brand you have going on in topics and make sure that it falls in line with that as well. Now that you've got your title, you've got to plan out your content, right? And this comes in, you know, thinking about topics that would interest your audience, questions that you could answer, problems that you're seeing. You could trend jack, which is going to the headlines and saying, wow, I just saw this. This is so interesting. Let's talk about it today. You can find your favorite inspirational um, authors, podcasters, speakers, interview them. You really can start from ground zero. The sky is the limit. But it's important that you plan this out and start writing down content ideas because, you know, if you fail to plan, 
you're going to be like, eh, I'll put this off till next week and I'm not going to do it. So you really need to think about your schedule too. So are you going to post this once a week? Is it going to be the same day, the same time? Are you going to reference that in every podcast that you do? For me, I do try to post mine on Mondays. I try to make them on Fridays, but to be honest, it doesn't always work out that way, especially if I'm traveling or something like that. So I don't really mention in this podcast, I won't say check us out next Monday when the latest episode because I give myself a little bit of room for that. Some people will sort of just like to do it willy-nilly. It's up to them. Honestly, I think a schedule is probably best because it breeds that consistency and people know when to expect your content. Now, let's talk about the length of your podcast. Some of you have listened to very short podcasts of mine, as short as six, seven, eight minutes. Some of my podcasts have been over an hour. It just depends on the content. If your content is interesting, if your content is valuable, and you're not rambling on, people will listen. So don't look at this as a hard and fast rule. I'd say half hour is probably just fine. 15 minutes if you want to do sort of a micro podcast and get right into it. If you've got a guest, it's a little bit hard to go less than 30 minutes, depending on how much of an intro you're going to give. But definitely consider the length. Okay, now let's talk about these show notes. So if you've ever done YouTube, you know how important it is to write a description. If you've ever done Instagram, you need to know that the captions of your posts are really important. And especially when you're dealing with something that somebody is going to listen to, because they may not want to listen to the whole 45 minute show. But if you can give them a lot of information, maybe some of the tips, what you're going to talk about, where they can find them, the timestamp, like, okay, at minute 10, we talk about this topic, because that could really help me because maybe I'll consume more of your content, or maybe, or I might just listen to your podcast, because you mentioned a timestamp that I can go to and I can listen to the one thing that I want to hear about. And then while I'm there, I might just end up listening more. So it help people out, give them the information. Does it help with SEO and search results? Um, it, it's supposed to. Yes, it does, because you can have keywords in there and information. But really think about your listener. Think about the other person, the consumer, and what they want. They want it fast, easy, efficient, everything right there. So don't cheese out on the show notes. Make sure you're putting information in there. You want to make sure that also you have a call to action. Have your website. Tell people what to do. If you have a download, tell them to go and get it. And then hopefully you have your Facebook pixel installed on that landing page, and then you can run future Facebook ads. This is all part of your funnel. You also want to make sure that if you have a guest, you're putting all their information. If you're referencing other podcasts, you need to put that in there too. Don't make make people rewind and go search for things because like you and I, they want something fast and easy. You can also, if you have a really long show notes, very thorough, you could turn that into a blog post. There you go. That's awesome. Okay. Reviews. Yep, it's important to get reviews just like anything else. So if you can, get some of those listeners or friends or family who've actually listened and subscribed to give you honest reviews. Those are going to help your rankings. Those are going to help you show up. And everybody, of course, is looking for those star ratings. Now, when you're ready to do the thing and you're ready to launch, I recommend that you not do what I did. And I started with one podcast and launched with one podcast, one episode. Well, then what happens? People forget about you and they don't have anything else to binge on. So I'd recommend you do three to five, have them ready to go, load them up and then launch so that people have something that they can binge on if they want to do so. Then you've got to market your podcast everywhere. 
Go to social media, post it there, let people know every week, tell them why they want to go and listen. What benefit are they going to get? Who are you going to be talking about? What is going to be your topics? You need to let them know all of those things. Also, you want to make sure that you're using a trackable link when you're sharing these to social or putting it in your emails, your newsletters, whatever it may be, so that you know where traffic is coming from and you can source it as you're looking through your analytics. So now that you've recorded, you're ready to launch, you're marketing it everywhere. When you're actually doing the episode, when you're actually making the podcast, you want to make sure that you're telling people where to go. So for example, I want to connect with everyone on Instagram. So during my podcast, I'm going to say, make sure that we connect on Instagram and send me a direct message. Let me know where you came from. You can find me at Chelsea.Pites, P-E-I-T-Z. So now they know where to go. If it's a website, whatever it is. Um, Also, another thing that you can do is you can sort of tease them like, hey, we're going to talk about X, Y, and Z in just a minute. So we're going to, you know, finish this topic. And just so you know, upcoming later, this is what we're going to talk about. So you want to keep people listening. You want to remind people to subscribe. If they're getting value out out of it and they like it, please consider leaving me a review, things of that nature. You know, do it with integrity. Don't be a, hey, subscribe, share, and rate me. Like, that's nobody really wants to hear that. I mean, will people do it if you say it? Yes. But you want to come from a place of authenticity and gratitude. Um, Tease out future episodes. Let them know who's coming on in the next series. You could create a series in and of itself. So if you want to talk about, for example, Facebook ads, maybe you have three a three-part series on Facebook ads. And last but not least, I want to leave you with this idea of do not reach until you teach, meaning keep the sales pitch to a minimum until you have actually provided a ton of value. Now, when you are interviewing guests, It's always relevant to include their information in the show notes. I highly recommend using Calendly. That's like calendar, but L-Y, calendly.com. It's an app that will help you schedule uh, all of your podcasts and really any of your meetings. It's a great little app. I'd recommend that you provide them a pre-interview questionnaire. If you know that there's always something you do, maybe you do like a fast round at the end where you ask like three or four questions Let them know the format. Let them know how they can log in, the instructions. You might have a guest that's never done a podcast before. They've never used Zoom and they need to know how to do it. Let them know who your audience is. Let them know where you post this. And then when you're done, you for sure want to send them in one neat little email all of the links of every single place that they can share your podcast. You want to say, here's the link for this and this and here and there, and then just give it to them all in one little email with a red ribbon on it so that they can help share out that podcast. And make sure you tag them when you're sharing it on your social media as well. Okay, two bonus tools for you that I love for podcasting. Headliner.app headliner.app. It is a website. It is a free website that will help you turn your images and videos into what is called an audiogram. It's a, it's a small little um, micro video, maybe, you know, a minute long or less. And it's pre-templated for social media, but it also gives a little audio clip of your podcast. So when I market my podcast, I go to headliner.app. I select audiogram and it helps me create a social media graphic that also has a snippet of my voice and then I can share it out with everyone. And then last but not least is repurpose.io, repurpose.io. This is a really cool site that will repurpose your audio content into video or vice versa and you hook it up to your social media, your YouTube, your podcast. And what happens is if I'm doing this podcast, 
it will automatically take this audio file and then create it into a like a quote unquote video that is on YouTube. Now it's not a video of me talking, but it's a it's a animated graphic, uh, and you hear my voice. And also, if I'm doing a Facebook Live, I could connect it so that it rips the audio and turns it into a podcast. So that's a really cool tool. That one is not free. That one is paid, but it's still very affordable. So there you have it. That is how you get started in making a podcast. I want to extend a really, really, really heartfelt thank you for sticking with me on all of these episodes. I've just hit about 3,000 downloads. It's a huge honor, and I'm just so thrilled that people are enjoying it. I really, truly do love to connect with my audience, so please make sure that you reach out to me on all the socials. If you have questions about podcasts or anything social media related, I would love to talk to you. Connect with me on all the socials, especially in Instagram, where you can watch my daily vlog on Instagram stories. You can find me at Chelsea.Pites. That's P-E-I-T-Z.